Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day. Today I'm going to share the one illuminated secret that I've learned through all of my searching, soul-seeking, and honestly just my deconstruction over the past several years um, as I really had to dig deep and come into agreement with what I was experiencing, what I saw to be true um, and really the authentic makeup of the world around me. Now, what I'm going to share today is not comfortable. It's not easy. It's not going to be a religious message. Um, it's not going to be a feel-good message, but it is going to be an honest, authentic message. So if that's what you're looking for, great. You're in the right place. If you have been seeking, deconstructing, looking for the authentic reality, then welcome the Antichrist always comments here every time I go live. Thank you for trolling on my videos, man. Uh, it does my heart good to know that I'm important enough for you to drop by here every day and drop in the comments that I am teaching the doctrine of demons. If that's what you believe, then it will be the doctrine of demons for you. But I promise you the doctrine of demons is much, much different than you think it is, my friend. So what I am going to be sharing today is, again, just an honest authentic, heartfelt message. And I want to talk about, I'm going to put this in the series of the Apocalypse of Adam that I just did. This will be kind of the final thought of it because I was thinking about it yesterday um, as I was going to bed and I realized, you know, from this text and many other texts uh, from the Gnostic library of Nag Hammadi that we've been reading from uh, to the ancient Hindu texts of India to the Buddhist texts, um, to even the biblical canon, I see a common theme run through all of them. Now, unfortunately, the common theme has been adopted into um, a set of doctrines and dogmas. You know, the type of thing that gets people to tell me I'm teaching uh, uh, demonic, you know, theology here or whatever. Um, because again, it's I did a whole series of videos talking about that they're always going to defend the script. By the way, I was I was they at one point. I would defend the Bible to my dying day because I knew it to be the inspired word of God. And when I realized that it could not be farther from the truth, um, it was one of the most shocking things in my life. Now, I love the Bible, don't get me wrong, but I also love the Bhagavad Gita. I love the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I love the Gnostic scriptures. I love the Gospel of Thomas, and I love the Enuma Elish, the ancient Babylonian and Mesopotamian mythologies. I love um, the Norse mythologies and Celtic mythologies and everything. Like Because here's the deal, guys. It's all information. It's all information. And it's all scripture that's good for us to understand the nature of reality. And ultimately, the nature of ourselves. If we feel we have to defend a doctrine or a dogma outside of ourselves then ultimately for me, that's a great sign that we are not confident in who we are. We're not confident in our own belief systems, um, our own joy, our own peace, what we've actually found in our life. Rather, we feel we need to defend something that maybe hasn't really given us all that much. So that was just uh, my experience, by the way. So um, let's see. Da, 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 da. 
Uh, the Antichrist says, ever learning, never able to come to the truth. And that is one of the secrets I'm going to share with you guys today. I'm going to get right out and say it here. And this is my opinion. This is my experience. Uh, truth is one. The path is one. Many, many paths, one ocean. Many streams, one ocean. Many names, one truth. And this is the thing that I don't think they want you to know, that I think that has been hidden from our construct for millennia. It has been the thing that some people know, and ultimately those that figure it out, people just look at them like, oh, you're crazy, or you don't, you know, you don't have any uh, value that I'm going to listen to you. Now, lately, especially since 2020, a lot of people have been waking up to this. Waking up to the fact that the search is futile for the one that is looking for truth, distilled truth in some sort of written form, some sort of antiquity, some sort of perfect system, it's just not there. And I don't believe that it is there. I have looked and looked and looked. I've read so many different scriptures, and we're going to continue to read the scriptures and the texts and all of those things. Um, but ultimately, this perfect system that we're looking for is only within us. It is that one quiet moment in that place where the kingdom of heaven is here now within you. And when you realize that you are literally creating everything you're experiencing because the universe comes first through you, that's a brand new place to be in. It's a place I've been messing with for a while in my own ethos, my own understanding. I know a lot of other people have as well. But I will tell you that I've found more truth in that place, just in that quiet place of meditation, no judgment, peace, joy. Um, for me, that is the only authentic place that I can go is that place within me um, that transcends past, present, future, um, even my own conscious thoughts where I'm telling myself things, programming myself to be a certain way trying to work things out. It's really that place of dreamland. It's that place that when you're asleep and your your own psyche is working things out um, and nothing makes sense, but somehow everything makes sense. And somehow when you wake up in the morning, something has been worked out. You don't even quite know it wh what it was. Um, and for me, that's the only place of truth, guys. And if we're looking for truth outside of that and we say, oh, it's in the Bible or it's in the Gita or it's in... Uh, a scripture that was found in a pond, you know, whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter, guys. It's all someone's opinion of that, and it's all filtered through the ego. And the common argument that I hear about that is that, you know, the Bible is the inspired word of God, and uh, God is powerful enough to make it, you know, say exactly what he wanted it to. Absolutely. However, men are powerful enough, and if you look into the history of it, it's very, very clear that it's anything but this perfect inspired document. Um, it's been used for control, manipulation, uh, political, economic, uh, social. I mean, it's just literally um, been twisted and manipulated and uh, written and rewritten and translated and retranslated. And um, I'm here to tell you guys, if you think you know truth, you haven't seen anything yet. And that's the one agreement I've come to. That's my big secret for today. I'm going to reveal it in the first eight minutes here today. I don't normally do that, but I'm going to share that with you now. Is I do not believe 
that I even have the capacity to know the full truth, nothing but the truth, somehow have the perfect doctrine, understand what all of the entities in the universe are, understand God's place in that, my place in that, understand the, the nature of consciousness and salvation and karma and reincarnation. I just think that everything that we have out there is man's attempt to understand the thing that cannot be understood. It can only be experienced. And if we're trying to tell someone else truth and show up with truth and say, this is truth, even if we've experienced it, it's still filtered through fallible things like our ego, our, our hearts, our minds, our words, um, even the whole idea of being lost in translation. And that's one reason I love my podcast, but it's another reason that the podcast can be so frustrating because I can know and feel a thing within me and think that I've done a good job revealing it and still have people argue, still have people not understand the good intentions I have, still people um, want to defend a scripture, a set of scriptures that honestly has done nothing for you. Uh, it has done nothing for you that was not already within you. Now, maybe it's been a reminder of that, but it's also been used to manipulate you, to put you into fear. And I'm speaking from my experience, by the way. So this is not to judge anyone. I love you no matter what race, tradition, color, credo, uh, orientation, LGBTQ, um, agnostic, atheist, Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, Christian, Jewish. I don't care, guys. Like, I literally don't care. Because I do believe that truth is one, and truth is a place that can only be experienced between the individual child of God and God itself. That, ultimately, is one of my big revelations in my life, as I've spent 30-something years searching. Uh, interesting fellow says, God is speaking through you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, learning more every day, Angel Processing Club says... Uh, people that don't know just don't know. Rennie says, absolutely. Uh, staying positive and using it to lift yourself up gets at you everywhere. Yes, absolutely. And that's the, that's another thing is I will start to believe lies every day, lies about myself, lies about others, lies about the world. And I have to remind myself that I experience what I want to experience because I'm creating the actual data that I'm going to experience on a day-to-day -day basis and, and literally even into the future. Um, and, you know, even as we have these haters in the comments, um, it's all love, guys. It's all love and it's all ignorance. And ultimately, that's what it is, is ignorance doesn't mean that, that anyone is stupid. I've been ignorant many times in my life. Ignorance is we're ignoring the facts. We're ignoring the data. We're ignoring the other people's experiences. We're ignoring the fact that it's all love. Um, even when there are haters and trolls in the comments, somehow, some way under all of that filtered through the ego is the cry for authentic love and unity. And I think that we all literally want the same thing. Um, Angel Processing says, we love you at naysayers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Angel Appleseed, thank you for being here today. Uh, thank you, interesting fellow. Rennie, thank you for being here. Angel Appleseed says, I agree with you, Cub. Thank you, my friend. Um, so this whole idea that something is counterfeit, something is fake, something is false, there's truth in everything, guys. 
And the only way to find truth is to get all the data that has ever been, put it all out on the table, look at all of it together, and understand that we still are missing 99.9999999% of the data. Now, let me say that again. The only way to know the truth is to get everything ever thought, written, or experienced down on a piece of paper or a data file or a computer. We don't even have a computer big enough to hold all of this at this point. Um, Put it all out there. Look at it together. Try to compute it and actually understand it. Get a bigger picture of what's going on with existence, period. The whole existential crisis that every human is going through, by the way. Everyone that defends the Bible is going through an existential crisis. Everyone that tells me that I'm a false light teacher is going through an existential crisis. Everyone that agrees with me is going through an existential crisis. I'm going through an existential crisis. That's literally the nature of being born. We're born screaming into a world that, again eventually screams back at us until we scream and die. That's the nature of life here. But there is something beautiful and there is a spark in the middle of all of that, something that's absolutely transcendent of that flesh birth, that life force that we come screaming into and screaming out of. And so if you think you're going to find truth written on a handful of pages somewhere, then I just honestly ask you to think about how can you even know? How can you even know what this written down truth is? And here's the way that I, I compute it. If we had every piece of data every written to ever written down, we knew everything about all the sages, all the yogis, the gurus about Jesus and Buddha and Krishna and everything put together and all the prophets from all the different traditions, we still wouldn't understand. And why wouldn't we understand? Because we can't, because we're in the flesh. And the thing that we can do is step into a higher consciousness. And the only way to do that is go within. When we go within, then all the physical data we have starts to literally change. The Bible changes. The Bhagavad Gita changes. Everything changes because we've gone within and all of a sudden, this thing that we were supposed to understand literally, this thing that we've been raised to understand literally, this thing we've defended literally, takes on a whole new morphic life of its own where it actually fills in the gaps within us and we start to go, wait a minute, this is consciousness. This is pure distilled consciousness. Pure distilled consciousness has no, no laws, no rules, no bounds, It is one, it is truth, it is the place of unity that we are all a part of. Somehow, even in our own egotistical ways, we sit and argue with each other. What's up, uh, Strife's 12? Uh, My nephew on here. Uh, Hey, my friend, how are you? Um, Thank you for the hat, by the way. Love you guys on TikTok, thank you. Um, Strategically, we have all been deceived, Deb says. Yes, absolutely. So again, if you think you're not deceived... From your doctrine, your tradition, your lineage, your cultural experience, whatever, then you need to look again because it's literally, I mean, it's even talked about in a lot of the prophetic books about this archetypal beast system or a deceptive system or something like that where we're all completely blinded to the truth. 
And that blinding to the truth is the thing that pits us against each other every day. And I don't normally come on here and talk about this because I really don't like to get conspiratorial. I like to be more entertaining, more lighthearted. But I'm telling you guys, they want you arguing with me. They want you arguing with yourselves. They want you arguing with your spouse. They make more money when you're divorced, when you're in debt, when you're confused, when you're scared, when you're consuming, and when you're divided. That's how they get you. And that's how they get all of us, by the way. But if we just realize that we're one, and we actually do love each other, and we actually have zero against each other, what a weird place to be where you can look at your brother and go, hey, I love you. I love you because we are one. Like we, we love each other. We are not separate somehow like they are telling us we are. Um, need to buy that tie-dye moon tea. It looks sick. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I've got some really cool new ones coming too. The new AI dropped this last week. So um, I've been using V5 on that and getting some really, really cool designs out of it. So just wait. The new ones come in are really, really rad. So thank you, man. Um, Rennie says, I always tell the truth and never lie. I love karma. I live for karma. It's part of me. Absolutely, man. And here's the deal. Even if you try to tell the truth and never tell a lie, it's literally impossible because here's the deal. We lie to ourselves all the time. We lie to ourselves when we say I'm happy. We lie to ourselves and say I'm depressed. We lie to ourselves and say I'm in love. We lie to ourselves and say the sky is blue when we know it's a billion shades that we can't even pronounce. So our experience of truth is literally lowered to this vibration where within this vibration, we perceive it to be truth, but you step outside of this into even a higher dimension of 5D and nothing that we've agreed to is true. Think about that. Let me say that again. You step outside of the 3D timeline, outside of time, space, into a higher dimension, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, whatever D you want to call it, and nothing becomes true at that point because it's not because it's it literally ceases to exist and if it doesn't exist it can't be true rock me says spot on absolutely guys this is some drops of consciousness right here you want some distilled consciousness today is your day because i am here to crush doctrine dogma limiting bs belief systems okay i do not identify as religious whatsoever I love you and I respect your religion and your tradition. By the way, I think there are tr there's truths within every religion. I fully believe that. Even the weird spaghetti monster one, there's probably truths in it. But does it complete you? Does it bring you that peace that surpasses understanding? Ultimately, guys, the only thing that will do that is realizing you are one. You are the one, the only child of God. You are that Christ that is talked about in the Bible. You are the ascended masters of the old sage texts. You are the child of the divine. You are actually the co-creator and the creator of the universe, of your own experience of it. Ryan says, my friend saw the spaghetti monster. Yeah, I think we all did in college, right? At some point, you know, one of those uh, one of those college parties we went to, we all saw a spaghetti monster. Um, the Anunnaki makes more sense to me every day. Spiritual wanderer says, "Absolutely, absolutely, spiritual wanderer." Um, 
you know, the Anunnaki, the, the whole idea that w- this planet is terraformed, uh, meaning that it's been uh, combed over to create an opportunity for the biological form that we're in or the three-dimensional reality that we have and that the gods that made us or genetically altered us to become these beings that we are with a lower consciousness to serve under these systems we are. And then you have light workers, star seeds, ascended masters that break into the consciousness over and over and remind us who we really are. And that's what Krishna, Buddha, Jesus, all these TikTokers, YouTubers, Facebookers, Metaverse people, whoever brings you a message and people scream out because it's still like they're being born and they cannot understand the message because it's easier to be warmed by this step one, two, three doctrine than it is to go, I know nothing. Everything I have agreed to has been a lie. What I agree to matters. My set of agreements matters more than anything. I look up at the sky and I say, I agree to sunshine today. I have sunshine. I look at my wife. I say, I agree to love today. I experience love. I look at my friends and family and say, I agree to unity. I have unity. I come on here and I say, I agree to share a message. And I'm sharing a message. Your agreements matter. And ultimately, your agreements with yourself matter more than anything. Because other agreements are in the 3D timeline. You go within yourself and you write an agreement upon your heart. That agreement travels up to the very throne of God, to your higher consciousness, and makes a binding agreement that literally creates things in this reality. Ryan says it's actually streams of consciousness, tunnels of light, silver cords, and spaghetti. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Uh, You're just looking right into the matrix there and seeing all of the synapses, the spiritual synapses that are connecting everything. There is no consciousness you can't channel. If someone has lived on this planet, if they're going to live on this planet, or they've ever put their consciousness within this 3D space, you can pick up on that vibration and you can channel that entity. You can channel that frequency, that consciousness, that being, that entity, that person. That's why anyone can contact an unalived relative because their consciousness is still there. Even if it's reincarnated into someone new, it's still the memory of that consciousness. It's still the vibration. This is all pseudo, by the way. Don't believe me on anything. Go do your own research. By the way, experience it for yourself. Zay says, big fan. Thank you, my friend. Randy says, denying the Son of God will cost you your soul. Um, here's the deal, Randy. We're all loved. We're all bought. We're all forgiven, period. That's the, it, the gospel just doesn't work if it's not universal. It doesn't work by saying there has to be some sort of one, two, three, four step. Jesus ain't 12 steps, okay? Because he is us. We are him. He is us, period. And... There is no, I do not believe there is any spiritual law that says you get 80 years to figure it out, come into agreement, or you're totally screwed. I just don't believe that, guys. That's not a loving God, and that's not the Christ energy. I fully believe that 
when we don't wake up and realize it, we have to go back through the screaming and crying and the nakedness and born into the world. The whole story of the Garden of Eden unfolds again. We eat of the tree of knowledge. We have to be clothed. We're lowered in our vibration and we quit abracadabra. We quit speaking and creating. Remember speak and spell from the 90s. I speak it. I spell it. I cast a spell. That's what we are, guys. We are literally magic entities walking around. What we speak, we create. What we agree to, we bind. We bind and agree to on earth, as in heaven, as above, so below. The whole story of Jesus is the story of our soul because we are part of the super soul that is him. I'm just saying, guys. Antichrist says Jesus loves us to bring judgment to the wicked. No, he doesn't. He says, I did not come to judge this world. Go read your scripture. By the way, I'm pretty sure this guy's a bot. Pretty sure I know who this is, by the way. Yeah, I know who you are. You know who you are. Stop pretending. Wake up. We've all got time. You've got more than 80 years. But stop hating on people and start loving people. That's what I'm talking about. Start loving people. Because we're about to go through a time in our world. And I'm going to get serious for a minute here. We're about to go through a time in our world when love will be the only thing that's real for you. Everything else will shake. Everything else will ebb and flow up and down. I don't know. I can't trust it. I don't know who I thought they were my friend. I don't know. I had the job. Now it's gone. You don't understand. The church loved me. No, they don't. Not anymore. Because it's all about you and your experience. Yeah, I love LGBTQ. I love them so much, by the way. I fly the rainbow flag in my description. If you think I'm here against anyone, you don't know anything about me. I am here to love people and judge no one. And you will never be a yogi until you step into a place of love and peace and no judgment of others. And you just observe. You're here now in the moment. You sit in a place of repose. You look at what is and you experience it. And then you take the desires that you have out of the good of your own consciousness, realizing it is one, and you know that the good of the supreme being is already within you, and you say, I am the creator of God on this earth, and I will create the kingdom here now. Through my words, my actions, my thoughts, my emotions, and ultimately through your spiritual energies. There can be no love with division in any form. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to get yourself in alignment with oneness. Because if you can't unite yourself, your own flesh, with your spirit, or as the Bible paints it, to crucify that flesh where your, your lower chakra desires are crucified here and you step into the heart chakra. You've got it painted in the Old Testament. You move into the promised land. 
uh, in the New Testament, it's painted as um, Jesus is, you know, he's come, he's lived an entire life in the heart chakra, the flesh is crucified, and he ascends. He's able to see the heavens open up, his followers are as well. And then he sits at the right hand, crowned in glory on the crown chakra. Like it's all, it's all the same, guys. Um, and, uh, you know, chakras are not a lie. Chakras are um, an ancient metaphysical practice. Um, are they perfect? No. Um, is anything perfect? No. But they're very beautiful and it's a very deep understanding. You have the whole spectrum of the rainbow laid out within you. And when you understand these different esoteric stories based on that spectrum, it's a whole different level of understanding and enlightenment. Uh, by the way, I couldn't take your crap on here in the comments, all the haters right now. Um, I couldn't take that six months ago. Right now, I've got a different love for you because I've been practicing this. Um, and that's a whole different level, guys, and that's what I'm talking about. Uh, chakra is a physical reference. Uh, and we're talking about spiritual issues. So chakras are just energy centers, but the energy that we're looking at in the chakra is a metaphysical energy. It's a spiritual energy. And so you have different points of your body as your body's laid out biologically that channel different energies according to the ancient Indian science. Um, and so those are, uh, again, literal spots within your body that are talking about a metaphysical energy um, and Jesus knew exactly how to align these. He cleansed uh, the Mary Magdalene's seven chakras, her seven demons. By the way, demons literally are just vibrational entities that want to grab your chakras, take over your consciousness, and ultimately um, disrupt your electrochemical and biologic uh, resources, specifically your energies, because that's the only way they survive. Um, why did Jesus drive them into pigs? Because they've got a very similar makeup to ours. Uh, even within sciences, we use a lot of their, you know, different tissues and stuff like pig hearts and stuff like that. So just really interesting. Like we know that today in modern times, yet he's driving those same energies into that field of swine. Um, and then they run over the cliff in that, that story. And just really interesting. It always kind of stuck out to me as like, hmm, what's going on there? Um, so when you get into the, like the whole chakra thing, like you can have different demons blocking different ones. You can have a demon that's blocking you, um, with your physical desires. You can have a demon that's blocking you, um, in your gut, like with your digestion and stuff. You can have a demon blocking you here in your heart chakra because you've been hurt and you've had trauma and you're not able to open up and that demon's just keeping you closed down. And so when he cleansed the demons, it wasn't that she was this horrible person. It's that she's all out of alignment and he helped her um, completely awaken. According to that version of the story, there's other versions with Mary Magdalene and um, different uh, ideas of who she was, lots of different ideas of who Jesus was. Uh, but for me, I do really like and appreciate the interpretation of the seven demons being cleansed as they were the chakras. And so all the way up, you know, we get them all the time. I mean, how many have them in their head already? Like your third eye is so blocked and all you do is, is buy into the fear, uncertainty, doubt. Um, and again, that's a demonic block or a chakric block, however you want to look at it. Even the Hindu, the Bhagavad Gita talks about uh, demonic qualities of a person. And those are the type of people that, they change their mind all the time. They're in, they're out of, you know, life. Um, 
they can't really make up their mind or they stick to fear with a lot of things. Um, and so those are like all demonic qualities that um, ultimately are just you holding your arms open saying, all right, all of these negative energies come to me, uh, bring me to an even lower vibration, bring me into 3D, ground me into 3D so deeply rather than helping me ascend. Um, and then you have the spirits that are more on the higher spectrum, the color spectrum, and then you've got um, like the archangels is like an arc of light when you get into the pure spiritual forms of it. Again, all of these things can lower in vibration and manifest as beings or whatever entities, um, just like we are. We are manifest entities and beings on this earth because we've agreed to it somehow, some way, somewhere. Here we are. We're experiencing the 3D realm as God, as children of God, or from your point of view, the singular child of God, the mother, the father, the child, that divine triune. Or in the Hindu, you have the Brahman, the Atman, and the self. And so um, it all goes together, guys. It all goes together. Uh, let's see. Yeah, lots of trolls hating today. I don't know what's what's going on. But anyway, you guys love each other. I mean, even though they're, they're trolls, they have the right to be here just like anybody. So... Um, unless they're just spewing profanities or something, you know, and really disrupting or making threats, then um, let them be here. Ultimately, um, we have a lot of people. We literally have people in my programs right now that were hating on what I was doing and afraid of what I was doing and thought I was teaching demonic doctrine that have said, you know what, I'm going to push through that. I'm going to open myself up and wait a minute. I think Cub has something to share here. This is actually a really good thing for me. So um, Deb says it's actually simple to be a good person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hoopsie has a serious question. Yeah, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, drop your question here and uh, I'll see if I can answer it. So uh, Hoopsie says, I don't believe in God. I believe in myself since I am created by a God, I am a God. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's literally like the whole gospel story, right? Jesus is the son of God. He referred to himself as the son of man. Every time he said uh, the son of man, this, the son of man, that he's literally speaking about humanity. He even said, ye are gods, referring to the old scripture, reminding like, hey, you're missing the points because um, you had all this religious dogma going on, which we have now. We have it in the comments, uh, you know, um, and so what's the point of today? The point of today is for me to reveal to you one of the biggest things I've found is stop looking at everything as truth and a lie and start observing and feeling into it. As you feel into it, your heart tells you truly what you vibrate with, what you align with, and that is going to change. Your truth today will be your lie tomorrow. And if you start looking at it that way and realizing that it's not a, a kitschy Instagram post to think that the beauty is in the journey because it really, really is, guys. That could not be the goofiest saying, but it's also the truest saying because it's literally like we're here to just continue to burn through karma, burn through um, our own understandings, burn through the constructs, understanding all the doctrine and dogma that's put on us. Even if you're atheistic, you still have doctrine and dogma because you still have a political right put on you. Then you have an economic right put on you. And then you might adopt into a religious right because you're afraid of that and you want to get out of that. But then you're still in the same system, by the way. Still in the same system. Um... Hoopsie says, thanks, Cub, bro. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah, you bet, my friend. Uh, Hoopsie says, respect gained. 
Thank you. I love you guys, by the way. I love you even if you're here to, you know, be a pain in the butt in the comments. Because ultimately, just like a child kicking and screaming and acting out, we get that in the comments a lot, guys. And it's because that kid wants attention. Like, who hasn't been there? Give me attention. Give me validation. Help me find the truth. I'm dying here. That's ultimately what I hear when I see these comments or I see people defending a religious construct that they didn't create, they didn't write, and they don't understand. And guys, I do understand it because I've been there for 30 plus years of my life. I even served into that system for a better part of 10 years. Even part of that 10 years was in a professional manner. Even before that, I had gone to seminary classes. Then I took online classes. Then I trained under pastors. Like I understand what the religious system is about, no matter what side of the opinion it's on. By the way, even within the denominations, nobody can agree. So it, that is like my literal proof right there that no one can know truth. The only way you can know truth is to experience it within, and it's almost impossible to pontificate out. You can get shadows of it. I think I get shadows of it here. I think Jesus did a great job of spewing that truth because he never came out and said a specific thing, but rather challenged the status quo. He challenged what people thought and did based on parables that gave them similes to real life things that happened. This is like this. The kingdom of God is like a man who finds a great treasure buried in a field upon finding it. And realizing he does not own the field, he goes home and sells every possession he has to go and buy that field so that he may own that treasure. That makes a whole lot more sense to you, right? Half of you go, yeah, it does. Total sense. Wow, that's beautiful. The other half go, that's that's BS. That's garbage. That's, that's goofy. I've gotten the goofy comment a hundred times in the last 24 hours just because I read some Gnostic scripture that people are literally defending. They're willing to die on that hill to say it's heresy. It's not real. Guys, it was found in 1945 in the Nag Hammadi desert. A lot of this was written within less than a hundred years of the life of Jesus, which is way closer to the life of Jesus than a lot of the actual gospels within the Bible and the other doctrine around it. Ask yourself why a Bible, which Christianity bases everything that it believes in off of, why is that Bible not have stuff written closer to the time of Jesus? And B, why does none of it agree with each other? And C, why is it that a lot of those books are not even written by the people that it said it was written by? It's called pseudepigrapha, and there's a lot of it in the Bible. People argue with me all the time, what you're reading is pseudepigrapha, like the book of Enoch. Yeah, of course it is. Most scripture that we have is because the guru, the yogi, the prophet was more concerned with doing their life's work than trying to document it and prove it to future generations. And I think we should all focus more on that, guys. Now, ultimately, we live in a beautiful age now where I'm live streaming to multiple platforms now. And chances are, plus I save all of these recordings, chances are, you know, uh, this data will be around for further generations. We hope. We don't know. We don't know what could happen to the world. But ultimately, we live in a whole different time now where as we speak, we can save that data more accurately for a longer period of time. 
you have a lot of these things that were found in the desert and there's just fragments of them and we have to decode them. And then we have a canonical Bible that has all of these different things in it that were pieced together as well. Even within certain books, you can see a tone change or even an authorship change in the middle of the book. Yet we sit there and defend it and say, that's the word of God. Because it came through all these different people at different times, and somehow it's cohesive, even though it's completely out of order, and we have a narrative around it that nobody can agree on. So that's my big revelation for today, guys, is like, quit arguing about truth. Because if you're arguing this is true and that's not true, go, in, go within yourself. Go ask your higher self. Go ask source within you what truth is. And by the way, sit in a place where you're not bound and determined to find that thing. You have to know it right now or you can't move on with your life because that's what faith is. And for me, I don't have to have something that I say, this is 100% the truth. I do not believe that I'm going to leave my eternal abode or not be able to return because I came to enlighten people on this planet and ultimately enlighten myself. And that's where I'm at, guys. I'm not here to give you the perfect doctrine or tell you what to do in your life. I'm here to lead you deeper down the rabbit hole. Ultimately, it's confusing. It's scary. It's hard work. But when you get in there, you find a place that's quiet, that's beautiful, that ultimately is this feeling of heaven, this beautiful connection to source. And the only way to do that is go through the esoteric revelation of a lot of these Bible and scriptural stories and ancient texts, which is all about, I'm going to come out of the lower chakras. I'm going to move into the heart. I've got to crucify me being controlled by these lower things in my life so that I can ascend. And ultimately, we discover that hey, I'm actually a part of God. And some of us get to the point where we can say, there is no king over me. I am. I am. That's a scary place. That's even a place where if I say that, people take it wrong and they go, oh, Cub just said he's Jesus. Cub just said he's God. That's not, you have to get there in the understanding because the words pale in comparison to the feeling of unity that those words come from. And ultimately, there's been plenty of people through history who have misconstrued that and said, I'm the second coming of Jesus and blah, blah, blah. The whole thing with Waco and everything is just ridiculous from every point of view. You know, God love all the souls that were there and all the innocent victims that were there. But again, ultimately, you had somebody that thought they were the second coming of Jesus because they were taking all of these second coming prophecies so literally that they were willing to, to be unalived for it. And I do not think that that's the point of all of this. When you take them esoterically and you go within and you realize that that story of every single person in the Bible is your story because every single physical person that lived is you and every single thought form and pattern is you and every single story in there is an esoteric representation of something you will go through in your life. Rennie says, we are creating, we are the creator. Absolutely. Manifesting your truth, you create your own destiny. Absolutely. What does it mean to be a part of God, a demigod or a creator? 
ultimately you can get to the point where you're so much a part of God that you are God. If you pour water in another cup of water is the water that you poured in separate from the new water. Like, think about that. I'm drinking a cup of water now. If I add water to this, is the water separate or is it all one? Is it just water at that point? There's a parable for you. I'm not here to preach at anyone, by the way. But I did come into agreement with something this week. And it's to pursue what excites me purely and deeply. And this type of discussion does. This is where I step into my power. This is where I can love you fiercely. It's hard to love you when I'm apologizing all the time because I'm afraid of how someone might take me. I've got to be here authentically and speak my truth. And ultimately, I cannot and I do not have room for dogmatic belief systems anymore because they do not serve me. I've watched them literally harm people in my life, including myself. To me, that's the root of all evil. It's not money. It's dogma. Money's a hell of a tool if you know how to use it. Lazy, uh, I love your name, by the way. Lazy A Mama. Love it. Um, thank you for your honesty and bravery. Yeah, you bet, my friend. You bet. Um, and by the way, if you guys love what I'm doing, please consider sharing this. That's the only way we can grow this. I'm going to be collaborating with a lot of creators, um, in the month of April. So I'm going on a national podcast in April. I'm going to have a bunch of people on my show, hopefully be on other people's shows and just really sharing this out to the world. And, um, that was one of the efforts of getting, I've got all the iPads set up now. We're streaming to three different platforms and then ultimately distributing to over 40 after this. Um, we're hitting about uh, a cool three to four million people a month, um, which is fantastic. But I want to get that in the in the um, 12s, the 12 to 13 million a month very soon. And then um, really move it beyond that as much as possible. With that said, um, this isn't easy and it's not cheap to do everything I have to. I mean, just the iPads that I've had to buy recently, everything cost me money. And I'm done asking for money because I thought that that was the best way to do it. Kind of like a general content, content creator. Apparently that's highly offensive to a lot of people because somehow I'm spiritual and it's not okay to have a Patreon like a normal content creator. So... Uh, we have a couple of options. I sell merch. You can buy my merch. I have a Mythos patron community where we have a whole private group. We have private live calls on the weekends. We have a constant chat going, and I drop a lot of behind-the-scenes content in that group. You are welcome to join that for $9 a month if you love what I'm doing and you appreciate the fact that I don't spam this with a ton of commercials which, by the way, is what all the platforms want me to do now. That is the number one way to monetize now. They get money from big national advertisers, and they want me to put it on my channel so I can keep making a fraction of the money I was making just a month ago through all kinds of different programs that they had because they were being competitive. Now, not as much competition with all the TikTok stuff going on, and there's a lot less out there for creators coming from the platforms helping fund what we're doing. 
So I have to step forward with better offers. And part of the way I'm doing that is we have a patron community that's a beautiful community of like-minded individuals that you get access to through that. It's called Mythos. Then the other option is I have a, a course called Charisma Light Warrior Academy where I have multiple courses in that. It's a whole academy. Um, adding a ton of videos to it this weekend. It's going to push it over a hundred videos in there so far. And there were the, there will be hundreds and hundreds of videos. So every month you're a part of it, new videos are added, literally. It's only 29 bucks a month. And it's all about my whole mindset, my system, to teach you your system and your mindset. It's not me programming you to think just like me, but me encouraging you come up with your own answers, your own processes, your own spiritual practice, going through all kinds of different things like mysticism, Eastern philosophy, metaphysics, mindset, yoga, beautiful, beautiful um, coursework in there with activating challenges, five-star rated by everyone that's joined it. Thank you guys for your support with that. Um, and ultimately, I want to step forward with value that you guys want. A lot of you guys are like, oh, I love what you're doing and I want to go deeper with you. Ultimately, my course is it's just like having me in your pocket every day doing a lesson with me and really working on you. It's not just this long podcast thing with a bunch of random ideas. It's really deep on these little subjects every single day. And you guys will love it. Everybody that's in it have loved it. So uh, we've got the course. We've got the private community. And then ultimately, we've got all the merch. So those are the best ways you can support me. And if you just want to give a one-time tip, I've got that on my website too. So lots of different ways. Love you guys. Thank you for being here. I'm going to take some questions now. Um, I really, really appreciate everyone. Appreciate the love in the comments, by the way. Um, I know it started out with some uh, you know, people trying to prove me wrong and prove you wrong or whatever. You guys do a good job of loving each other. Ultimately, that's how I know we're doing the right thing here is I've watched you guys handle yourself beautifully. Truth that travels, thank you. Uh, Lazy Mama, thank you. You did a great job too. Um, who else has been in here uh, just loving on people? Uh, let's see, Rock Me, thank you very much. Uh, Crystal, thank you. Rennie, thank you. Um, Light Seed, thank you guys. Yeah, everybody um, did uh, a good job of, you know, even if you don't agree with me, you don't have to agree with me, by the way to be a part of the community. We've got a great community here, lots of different walks of life and understandings, and that's what I love about what we're doing here. This is not like a doctrinal path that we're taking. We're literally off-roading this. We're spiritual off-roaders, guys, so I love that about this community. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay, questions, comments, prayer concerns, y'all drop them in. Uh, Annie Logan, thank you. You've been great, too. Annie's over here on Facebook. Jennifer Rhodes, thank you for being here. You've been awesome. Uh, let's see. Um, Jackie says, Cub, you've kept it real more than anyone I've ever met. For real, thank you very much. I appreciate that, my friend. Uh, Tara Donahue, what's up, my friend? Uh, appreciate you being a part of the community, by the way. Thank you so much. Um, Randy, thank you for being here. Anyway, if there's questions, I'd love to answer them, but... Um, Please go read The Apocalypse of Adam. It's available at gnosis.org. I'm not affiliated with them whatsoever. Um, I try to do these source texts. I don't just sit here and read them because I don't agree with that, just reading through the text. I, I try to give heavy commentary on it and just read little pieces of it at a time. 
because ultimately I want you to read it and I have a lot to say about it. So that's really the best way I do these podcasts. Um, and I've got a playlist on my YouTube channel. Please consider following me on YouTube. Um, I think it's one of the stronger platforms out there as far as archiving content and building community. Um, however, we have the lowest followers over there. So please consider going over there, especially for the long form content. Um, I have all the podcasts from this Apocalypse of Adam series. This will be the last one in it. I have it laid out all the way one through five there where you can go and watch every single episode. Each episode's getting its own artwork now too, just to really push the vibe home. So Randy says, love you, Jacob Cooker. Seek and you will find you too, my friend. God bless you, brother. Thank you for being here. Uh, Rennie says, I know you will uh, believe my story. Uh, hey, I, I believe everybody's story. And I mean, honestly, because if you experienced it, then, then it happened, right? It's real. It's real in your world. Uh, we got people on here. We got people in our community that experience extraterrestrial activity daily. We got people in here that experience spiritual activity daily. We got people in here that experience miracles daily. Okay. And I really, and I do believe everyone. Okay. Um, the, the hardest time I have is when people come at me and write a book. Um, and I've got a Facebook comment that's literally pages and pages long and it's inintelligible. And I can't tell if AI wrote it or if somebody wrote it and didn't know, like, and they just dictated it and didn't edit. I don't know. Um, so for me, it's, it's like hard to understand, uh, some of those stories, but if you guys make a video and share your experience, you feel free to tag me in it. That is awesome. Like I love uh, being able to communicate back and forth with people that way. So if you have something you want to share with me or the community, that's great. If you're comfortable putting it out there publicly, ultimately the comments are public too, but the video is something easier for me to watch, especially if you keep it around the three minute mark. Um, if you drop me a 30 minute video, I don't have time to watch 30 minute videos if Jesus himself made them. So just keep that in mind. Three minute videos are great for my time schedule, live streaming twice a day, plus dropping videos, plus making course videos, plus interacting with the community, plus all the administrative work with this. So anyway, thank you guys for your support. Um, let's see questions. Um, RC says, should I go to Bible study tonight? What does Cub think? Um, here's the deal. Do you want to go to Bible study tonight? RC can answer RC's question. By the way, there's nothing I know you can't know. There's nothing I think that you can't think. There's nothing I've experienced you can't experience. Um, and so, especially within the spiritual realm. So with that said, um, I think that a lot of people ask me questions like that, and they're so direct. And I'm always going to point you back to yourself. What do you think? What do you know? What do you feel? And that's the only responsible thing to do because that's what I ask myself. Um, if you feel like that is a great place for you and you feel like you're looking for something that that has to offer, great, go for it. If you feel like you're escaping by going there and there's things that you need to face and dig in inside yourself with, then I understand that as well. So um lazy mama says do you meditate yes absolutely i do um i absolutely do um it's part of my prayer every morning um i also do and i'm going to be doing this afternoon yoga and meditation i go to my gym do the yoga and meditation and um it's it's incredible for me um hope to have my own studio one of these days soon 
Um, I want to have my own home studio to practice, and I'd also like to launch my own um, chain of studios, my own system and method, because I think that you know a lot of what I've done has led me to these understandings, and I'd really like to have more of um, a public practice like that in person for people. It's not really something I can do in my hometown. I live in the Bible Belt, so it wouldn't do very well here. Um, but, you know, the first one I'd love to open would be up in uh, near Denver, up in Colorado. So uh, Truth of Travel says you will. Yeah, absolutely I will. Lazy Mama says uh, manifesting class. Actually, actually, I wrote the manifesting part of the course. Well, the first part of it. There's 20 videos in it. There's going to be hundreds in all of these. So with Charisma Light Warrior Academy, there's five separate courses in it. And uh, as you go through that, um, there's one on source, one on manifesting, one on spiritual practice, which includes yoga and meditation. Um, there's going to be the Charisma Light Warrior Academy, which is literally my framework of how I came up with all my own systems and understandings, and I'm teaching you how to do yours. So we actually have a lot of people that go through that course that want to be professional spiritual practitioners, do their own courses or content create. We have a lot of content creators in there as well. But there's also people in there that are very private and only want to practice privately. They're not looking to go do this with other people. They just want to learn their own process. And that's a beautiful thing too. So I literally built it for spiritual practitioners, be it professionally or personally. Um, so that's a great way, uh, to get involved there. And yeah, I do teach it very, very in depth. Um, and the slides on this are really, really good. In fact, I'll, I'll just share a little bit with you guys from the manifesting part of this. I haven't even filmed it yet, but I'll go through like the first couple of slides here, or the first slide. So, uh, you know, the first one is literally, I always try to do the definition and it's the definition manifest, which is a verb display or show a quality or feeling by one's acts or appearance to demonstrate. And then it says advertisers channel money into radio. And then the second form of that verb is to be evidence of or prove. Um, and so you can manifest. Manifesting something is essentially proof of our spiritual connection to that vibration. Um, also, by manifesting as an advertiser does, they channel money into radio. Um, so we're going to manifest money into that course of action, which is a really interesting thing. Um, and so, and then I, this kind of dipped into the channeling session that I actually do. I do a whole series on channeling in there as well in the lucidity, um, course. So the Academy is made up of five courses, by the way, the, Courses are made up of modules and sections, so it, it goes deep. Like, and it's it keeps track of where you're at. Um, you can download the phone app. I've built everything on Teachable, so you can download the Teachable app and do my course very easily on the go. You don't have to do any weird third-party app. Uh, it's literally all through Teachable there, um, or you can log in on the website. So, um, absolutely, I believe in Akashic Records. Um, I think all consciousness is recorded in some sort of um, spiritual data hub, if you will, call it Akashic Records, call it the universal consciousness, whatever. Um, I think you can travel time and space in that. That's why prophecy works. That's why remembering works. That's why manifesting works. I think it's all working on the same frequencies. Manifesting is into the present. Um, prophesying is for future. 
um, and remembering is obviously past. So uh, there's been people who've channeled remembrances of things that happened within the Gospels that aren't written there that make perfect sense. Then there's people that will prophesy and say this is going to happen. Uh, we see that in like you know the book of Revelation. We've got um, all kinds of different um, you know prophets of old that have done that. Um, even modern prophets can do that. Uh, but then you have people that manifest. And so um, unfortunately, manifesting focuses a lot on getting a red sports car over the fact that like you're literally just tapping into information. And if you bring it to the vibrational frequency of now, tune it to our three-dimensional realm, then you get that thing that opportunity, that time, that place, whatever that is. So anyway, yeah, really interesting um, stuff. So, um, and again, ultimately, I don't teach like a dogmatic version of any of this. It's more about bringing a lot of different principles and ideas to you um, enough to really wash your mind. Yeah, brainwash, right? Mind wash. We all need a quick brainwash every once in a while. You shower every night, yet you let your head get so cluttered with all these ideas that don't make sense together. Sometimes we got to cleanse them out, just let them rinse out so that we can be open. And so ultimately, that's what I try to do in the course is bring you a lot of different ideas, a lot of different points of view so that you can kind of flush out all the things that don't work for you. And it's up to you, by the way. I don't tell you this is how to do it. We have people coming out of this that are doing their own tarot businesses. They're doing their own content creation that are into zodiac that are into more spirituality are more like energy type work so literally all the principles in there serve you no matter where you're at even if there's a small section of you know dozens of videos for what you're specifically interested in every other concept i teach in there helps every type of spiritual practitioner because understanding this as a whole helps you be better as a focused niche if that makes sense just like a car mechanic might specialize in a certain um, type of car, but if they understand how the general car runs, it helps them a whole lot better work on that specific car. So um, let's see. Uh, Ryan says, everything you do goes on your permanent record. Yeah, if you're talking about Akashic records, like everything you do past, present, and future and past lives is going in this karmic cycle that you are bound to that is part of this three-dimensional reality so uh, yes absolutely truth of travel says yes you can use the shower as a cleansing ritual absolutely absolutely uh let's see da, da, da. okay uh nine six says i came from your illuminator video uh beautiful stuff uh to me that would be the spark of spirit which is singular yeah absolutely absolutely um, and the illuminator videos, I'm going to be doing another bunch of those that are three minutes. So I'm trying to condense the podcasts just so you guys know my content strategy is two podcasts a day. And then I do a couple of videos that are like three minutes long every day. Uh, those go on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, TikTok. Um, on TikTok, they're three minutes. On Facebook and Instagram, they're two separate 90-second videos. The way I film them, there's a short break in the middle, and then I can double up on the content that way, um, and then YouTube. So um, with that, you guys basically can get the Spark Notes version of the podcast in those short videos. But I'm not able to answer all the questions in those because I just have to give my quick opinion give the text and then move on. And so um, they've been great though. The one that I posted on uh, TikTok has like 
I don't know, 75,000 likes or something like that right now from yesterday. So I'm very, very impressed with uh, the three-minute videos are going well and just being more forthright, the new artwork, everything's working really, really well. And I'm very happy with it, um, which leaves me open to really work better with our community. When the content pipelines are working well, I can work better with our community. I can work with the Mythos group and then ultimately work with the Charisma group as well. Um, and just really dig deeper into all of that. And with Charisma, mainly my work with that is to show up with with more content for that, more videos, more teachings on that, deeper understandings. Um, and with Mythos, it's all about the communication within that. We have a lot of people do both, by the way. So uh, for less than $40 a month, you can do both. And uh, that's not a lot of creators are offering that type of ecosystem with that much dynamic for less than a hundred dollars a month. So that's, I'm really trying to keep it, you know, as affordable as possible for everybody. So there's no issues with being able to get in or make a commitment to that. Um, beyond that with the economy, I don't know where I'll have to go up on the price in the future, but anyone that gets in at what it is now will be locked in at that. I don't raise the price on you. I'm not your insurance company. So, um, been dealing with that today. Lots of fun. So, but anyway, that's uh, yeah. This this manifesting part is really cool. And then the second slide on this is the process of mani manifesting, which is think, imagine, craft, feel, experience, exist in, and see clearly. And then of course, in this lesson, I go through each one of those. How do you activate those in your life? What do those mean? What does it mean to think? What does it mean to imagine? What does it mean to craft? Um, you know, ultimately, we think about manifesting as we're crafting with our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, because it's not just emotion of like, I feel this way, but you're actually feeling into it. Thoughts, emotions, feelings, and then your uh, actions easily, obviously. Um, but I think we've all felt like, oh, I've taken action on this, but nothing happened. Um, well, if we take action without the feeling behind it, then nothing happens. If we have feeling, we don't take action, then we're just still sitting in the chair like, this is all goes together. So, and that's why the four core yogas are your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and your spiritual energies that you're building around you. So it's really, really cool. But, uh, lazy says, uh, looked up some experts, uh, like Esther Hicks and she still struggles like most, uh, so feeling with action. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Lori says, what is your podcast? It's called the Cub Cooker Supernatural live stream podcast. Um, and it's available on Apple, Spotify and the new YouTube podcast platform. All the links are in my profile, by the way, Cub Cooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. It'll take you to my stand store and everything is there. So Cub Cooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Just like my name, wherever it is on the screen, wherever you're watching. So um let's see da, 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 da. okay uh lazy mama says do you um do you have less struggles in life given you are creating um no not really um you know i won't really go into my whole testimony here i've shared it on several podcasts but um, I've gone through a lot of cleansing and, you know, what could be viewed as, as suffering, um, over the past several years, um, losing a business house vehicles, um, lots of friends and family members, um, and ultimately 
my religion in, in a lot of different forms. And so I would not say that um, being a creator makes it easier, but it does. it is the thing that I'm supposed to do. And I don't think everybody's supposed to be a content creator, but... Uh, for me, it's the only thing that makes sense because communicating is the only thing that I'm meant to do. It's what I'm here to do, and that is to communicate these complex ideas through the life experiences I've had, good, bad, and ugly, and try to help uh, people that are going through the same thing or will go through the same thing or maybe help them avoid going through the same thing. So um, let's see. Da, 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 RC... Uh, what was your question, RC? Um, RC says, uh, I'm with you on the creation theory, but how do you explain the uh, NPC at study? Uh, Non-player characters, like um, you talking about uh, like within the Matrix. Um, I think that kind of explains itself, honestly, if you watch the Matrix films to see like what those NPCs are. Um, they're real people and they're really you, but they may not be, they may just be going through the motions. Um, and they can appear to be non-player characters because they're not seeking with a higher consciousness. You might be surprised one day in the future, once you've fully settled, you've deconstructed, you've begun your ascension path you're actually serving and helping other people uh, on that same level to have someone come to you that you once viewed as a non-player character that wants your help, wants your insight, um, says, Hey, I love what you're doing. I'd really love to talk to you more about it. Like, you know, I know we haven't talked for a long time, but dot, 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 I've been seeing what you're doing, you know, so that happens more than you would think. Um, you know, I ran into someone yesterday who was a part of my past life when I had uh, a whole nother business, um, someone I really like, but I haven't seen in a long time who used to have a whole different countenance about them. They used to be, um, a lot more, um, you know, kind of bouncy and just like really, really high energy. And, um, they were super calm, super chill, and just had a very, very nice countenance about them yesterday. And I was like, wow, like that is just time changes people. Like people become what they were always supposed to be in the first place, ultimately, uh, especially if they open themselves up. And one of the beautiful things about the struggles, sufferings of the 2020 thing that happened, um, a lot of people lost parts of their lives. A lot of people lost real people in their life. But a lot of people lost limiting things in their life, things that were limiting them. And and um, for me, it was like I lost all sense of control. Um, and once I gave up control, I realized that I actually had control because it was the ego that wanted to control. But my soul actually has the control over my experience of reality. But I could never step into that trying to hold control down here in the ego until I moved it up here into the heart, into the soul. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but um, but that was like a really weird thing that happened to me from 2020 on is losing control from my ego and gaining it with my soul. So for me, that was like a really, really big point of aha. So let's see. Uh, hello from Washington. What's up? 
Um, Lazy Mama says, uh, are NPCs sheeple? Yeah, I mean, you could look at it as that for sure. You know, I mean, here's the deal. Those are all just terms. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's verbatim true about those people, but it's like if you've ever played a video game and you see people walking down the sidewalk and you bump into them and they just kind of do that and keep going, uh, that's kind of the idea behind NPC or non-player characters, uh, that they're people that are just in the background, they're at your job, they're at the supermarket, they're just like background noise and texture for you to play your drama off of. And um, if you step outside of your ego, in your ego, they're annoying, they're challenging, they're in your way. I got to get home on time, all these people, blah, blah, blah. Um, in your heart, in your soul, um, ultimately they are you. And you can look at the person that is clearly depressed in the checkout line, that's clearly alone, clearly struggling with you know, all kinds of different issues in their life. And you look at them and you go, that's me, that's me. And Thank God I'm in this place now where I am. Um, but in another life, another time, that's me, clearly. And in fact, even in this life and in this time, that is me. Because like that soul we share, uh, even the Bible talks about like we are one spirit with Christ type thing. So um, all of these metaphysical ideas are pretty much all the same across different cultures. They just have different vernacular, different names for everything. So uh let's see vilo says i want to ask uh where do you read the uh these knowledge i would love to learn more okay so this um what i'm sharing now is just all from my own consciousness or the consciousness um so most of my videos most of my podcasts are just what i call like channeled sessions um i'm not channeling a specific entity or anything other than my higher self my higher understanding try to step outside of like all my inhibitions and just just be here and just like let it flow and so that's really what these are like everything that you've heard here is just coming from that now anything i've cited from the text which hasn't been much today uh is from the apocalypse of adam i've done some from bible some from the bhagavad gita um so really like the main things that i try to look at is ancient indian mysticism uh buddhism um, I look at Gnostic Christianity and then ancient Sumerian mythologies. That's a lot of what we've been doing here. Um, we've also looked at some like Book of Enoch. So that would be like uh, ancient Hebrew text. Uh, so a lot of different like, you know, understandings here. And again, I, I try to look for the commonality with all of them rather than use one to prove another wrong or anything. That's just not my style. Because again, it's someone's understanding. If you go to a theme park and you ask two different people, what was that theme park about? What, you know, what was the best part of this theme park? One person may go, well, it was the benches because I got tired of walking around and I just wanted somewhere to sit and I don't even like theme parks and I just wanted to get the heck out of here. The next person goes, oh, I love that theme park. It was this ride. I love water rides. It was so cool. It was a hot day. It was great to get, you know, get uh, the cool water on me and everything. And so you have two different truths from one experience. Like, think about that. And so for me, um, that's kind of how I approach all of this with like, um, I don't know what you're asking, Lazy Mama. I'm sorry. Um yeah, sorry. Yeah, you might want to ask that again. I don't know what... Uh, yeah, Bhagavad Gita. Um, have I eaten the 72-ouncer from uh, the 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 famous steakhouse? I'm not going to give them free advertising. So, 
Uh, there is a famous steakhouse here um, that's been on a lot of different TV shows where they have a 72-ounce steak. And uh, no, I have not. I have not. Um, I'm, I'm more of an 8-ounce steak kind of guy, like a really good uh, filet. So that's just my style. But So yeah, thank you, RC. Um, and if you're from here, RC, then, then you know what I'm talking about. But um, obviously you do since you... Uh, um, Anyway, oh, you're in Wichita Falls. Okay, yeah, then you know where Rillo is for sure. So we're out here on I-40 in the middle of nowhere. So um, let's see. Uh, we have one of those here too, Truth That Travels says. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I think they're they're probably everywhere. I mean, the whole gimmick of eating, you know, a big old piece of food or a whole giant meal. That was in a, one of the the 80s movies that I love with John Candy, uh, The Great Outdoors, where they've got to eat the big rib challenge or whatever. So uh, Tom Green ate it, and I got to meet him. Oh, that's nice. Truth that travels. Awesome. Awesome. Um, everyone has their own interpretation. Absolutely. Phoenix says, I suddenly want a big steak. Yeah, absolutely. Savannah Teeter Totter, what's up? Uh, my niece is on here now. Um, so we had, uh, my other, my nephew Cody on earlier, and now we have my niece Savannah on. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere, Savannah. Um, I mean the middle of nowhere, two hours to Lubbock, that's pretty in the middle of nowhere to me. And then like, God, what are we, we can get to Denver as quick as we can get to Dallas. That's middle of nowhere to me. And I'm still in Texas. That's weird. So, um, Okay, uh, it was on whatever show on the Travel Network, Truth That Travel says. Awesome. Um, let's see. Savannah Teeter says, uh, come visit, I'll show you the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you are in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, I'll tell you that. I haven't even been to your middle of the nowhere, so. Um, let's see. So, yeah, y'all go read this. Like, it's super interesting, especially if you're into, like, more mystic Christian texts again um I'm not here to be like a Christian channel whatsoever but um but I do think this like it, at the very end of this as I shared yesterday on this it reveals who the illuminator is that comes around which to me sounded like a planet coming around and it's uh Jesus Miseras Yesaducus um the living water and again tied to Jesus and literally it means Jesus the Nazarene so um, I think that that's really interesting how, um, these texts, you know, as old as they are still are speaking about the same types of things. And even in, uh, the Sumerian mythology with Enki and Enlil, Enlil is basically the God character who's not really a good character. And Enki is the light bearer character who's like trying to set people free because they really are sparks of the divine type thing. So it's really interesting, but, uh, Phoenix says Enoch, Enoch is like uh, left out of the Bible. Yeah, so Enoch was left out of the Bible. Um, however, it's within the canonization of the Ethiopian Bible, so it's still within that. And I, I do a whole series on Enoch. I'm about to restart a series on Enoch because there's so much there, and I have a much different understanding of it now, and I need to redo it for sure. Uh, Facebook just tried to disconnect for some reason. Sorry about that, guys, but... Uh, how do you learn to manipulate the ether? I don't know. I'm not big on manipulating anything. Um, I do believe in wielding frequencies um, with your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and then building that spiritual energy around you. Have you ever met someone you're like, 
dang, they just can't lose, you know, or like, God, they win everything they, they do. You know, it's like, are they just skilled or they, whatever. It's like that confidence. Right. And like, so, um, you know, there's people that, that I see in my life that I'm like, man, if I could give you an ounce of confidence, like all this stuff would just alchemize your thoughts would be more positive about yourself and what you're doing. Your actions would be more accurate to achieve the goals that you have in your head and your heart. Your emotions would be able to feel into rather than you being affected by your emotions, you are affecting your emotions. Now, let me say that again, rather than you being affected by your emotions or manipulated by your emotions, you are affecting your emotions or manipulating your emotions, not the other way around. Your emotions are a tool. Your thoughts are a tool. Your actions are a tool. And ultimately, those three together build spiritual energy vortexes that you can't see. I can't prove them. I'm not here to do anything like that. But you can tell when you meet someone that has unified thoughts, emotions, and actions. And if you think about that in the Trinity sense, the divine masculine is that action. The uh, emotional side of that um, is the the feminine, and then you have the thought forms, which is that manifestation of that divine trinity. So, like, you can literally spin that into that trinitarian point of view uh, very, very easily. So, if you can yoke those three together, you start to build spiritual energies around you that wherever you go, like a moth to a flame, people are like, "All right, can you help me with this?" Hey, what are you doing? You know, I, I need to talk to you, whatever. Like, um, and that's kind of my experience of it, but, uh, unified thought, emotion and action. So aligned then. Yeah. So thought like, so here, here's a practical example of that. Okay. So if you want to go to the supermarket and have a positive experience, what do you think of right now? If I if I just said that, like you may go, that's an oxymoron. Go to the supermarket and have a positive experience. Look at the prices. It's ridiculous how how you know milk is whatever eight bucks or twenty bucks or whatever it is at the time of this video. Uh, and then you go oh, and all the people I got to deal with that in traffic. You haven't even thought about that. As soon as you get out in traffic, you oh right 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 you know oh, god. And then you get to the store and oh god the prices. Oh. And then you begrudgingly you swipe your card and then look at your bank account and uh, now all of a sudden you've created a spiritual vortex around you that's a negative downward spiral and the only thing that will soothe that is going home and watching tv uh or having a milkshake or uh, an alcoholic beverage or whatever that is and now you have literally created a reality paradigm uh where you're the victim of this situation now on the flip side if you can control your thoughts around that and you go I am going to have a positive experience when I go to the supermarket. First off, the first thought to fight is the idea that that's an oxymoron. So you fight that thought. Nope, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm going to actually run into somebody I haven't seen in a while and have a great conversation and schedule a lunch appointment. Great. Okay, that's a cool thought. So as you're driving now, you're looking forward to running into this person you haven't seen in a while. You're excited about catching up with them. You don't know who this is, but you're in a very positive mood. 
Uh, traffic is no longer an issue because you know that any delays you have is just because that person isn't at the store yet and you need serendipity to work out the time because it's all good. We're all one. Consciousness is vibrating and emanating at the perfect timing, the perfect frequency, the perfect abundance to serve your highest good. Now you get to the store and you realize that there is abundance everywhere. And you don't care if milk is $8 or $20 because you know that the universe will show up for what you need. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow's worries. Um, even Jesus talks about that, that like, you know, the lilies of the field are clothed in greater beauty than even Solomon was. So relax, you know, literally God's going to show up with what you need for today and let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. So you, you get what you need at the store and all of a sudden you run into someone that you haven't seen in a long time. Now, here's the, here's the trick with that. You go to the store and you go, I didn't see anyone. That doesn't work. That's total crap, blah, blah, blah. Cubs full of it. Wait a minute. Did you stop and talk to anyone? Do you ask the person in the checkout line how they are? How was their day? What's going on? Because that person that you don't think you know might very well be someone that you knew in a past life. So stop defining what you think reality should be and start experiencing what it actually is. And that, my friends, is the key and the trick to this all working out for your highest good. And for me, that's been a beautiful thing because I can literally talk to a stranger and there are no strangers. They are all people that I've known before. Somehow, some way, it's beautiful, it's perfect, it's divine. And whether it's someone that I knew in this life or a past life or the same energy or the right frequency or they're a friend that I don't know yet because time is in the way, that is the difference between a divine life and a 3D life of limitations. I love you guys. I hope you have an awesome day. My dog's ringing the bell at the back door, so she wants to go outside. Um, my light battery just ran out, so we're back to candlelight here. So anyway, I love you guys. Um, please consider joining the programs um, if you want to go deeper with me or at least get into the community. Mythos is a great place to start if you want to get to know me and the community better. It's an awesome place. It's over there on cubcooker.com. Only nine bucks a month helps us keep doing this every day. And ultimately, you get access to a great community, live calls every single weekend. Um, as well as uh, with the whole community, by the way. So you get to meet people in the community, um, as well as all the behind-the-scenes stuff to just really see what else is going on here as we build this movement, love each other, um, go out and make the world a better place. So I love you guys. Uh, Truth That Travels says, I'm taking care of nine puppies on top of my two doggies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you probably have to get to the back door a lot to let them out. Uh, and I've been seeing your pictures of the puppies. That is awesome. I'm excited about uh, watching them grow. Lazy Mama, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Um, a Lazy Mama says, so set your, so you set intentions. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and you know if it's for your good or the bad. Yes, absolutely. The Bhagavad Gita talks about the three modes that everyone is succumbed to within the Maya reality, the 3D construct we're in. Uh, one of them is ignorance, which means that I just don't know the data, so I just operate as kind of a drone. Uh, one of them is passion, which is actually can easily be construed as evil sometimes because that passion leads people to do really stupid things or even bad things uh, in the moment type thinking, you know, um, or I'm going to be passionate about this or that. And a lot of times I think spiritual 
uh, people get passion confused as the highest reality because actually the good is the highest reality and the good is a place where you are sitting in a place of manifesting beautiful things. You're pulling from the good within you and you can be very excited about the highest potential of that without succumbing to passion, which passion does this, but the highest good just emanates at a higher frequency all the time. So it's a really, really pretty thing when you get into it. But um, yeah, I need that sliding glass door, insert the doggy door uh, we use. Yeah, I need something like that um, when we, I'm hoping to get to uh, upgrade my house later this year and get a bigger studio and bigger yard for the dogs, maybe even a separate studio on, on our property um, and have a place where they can go in and out automatically so I can do this unencumbered. But, you know, for now we do what we do. So um, anyway, thank you guys for being here. Um, Ruby says life is not always perfect, but the trick is to not dwell in the negativity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Well, I've gone on for almost 90 minutes here. This has been a good one, but I missed this morning's. So my apologies about missing this morning's. I had phone calls and all kinds of stuff that just kept getting in the way of the live stream. And that's life. So, But I do try to live stream twice a day, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and yes, I do explore mythology quite a bit. Um, and I kind of look at all of this as mythology. Um I'd like to get into the Greek and, and Norse mythology at some point. I've just been really more into the Hindu mythology lately, um, and I really enjoy that. So Dissolving the Matrix says, what is the podcast called? It's called Cub Cooker Supernatural Livestream Podcast or Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R. Uh, you can find it on C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com or the link in my profile anywhere and just click on the podcast icon there. It'll take you to the podcast page. It's also on, I mean, it's on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and then like 40 other podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, all kinds of stuff. So uh, yes, it's on Spotify for sure. Actually, Spotify is the place I'm about to start pushing the most on it because I really like their features. I like how the artwork's displayed there. I like how it sounds there. Um, and ultimately, I'm using podcasts uh, or Spotify's podcast builder to do my podcast. So I really like what they're doing. And um, anyway, so yeah, go check it out there. Thank you, Ruby. Um, yeah, y'all subscribe to the podcast. That's a great way. And you can listen to these at your convenience in the car. I update them every day. So you're going to be 12 to 24 hours behind the live stream if you're listening to the audio restream, but you're still pretty well up to the moment with that. So um, anyway, so I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. I'm going to jump off. God bless you. Namaste. Have a beautiful afternoon. Thank you for your support. You guys that join the programs, I will personally welcome you in there today. Thank you.